You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky, Melissa Scaccio with a whole bunch of people in front of us here at St. James Coffee. This may have been be the most packed, I think, the uh, the, the radio area. It's quite been, busy so this morning. So it's wonderful. It's great to be with you this morning. Uh, again, Real Presence Live. Just had a great conversation with some folks from western South Dakota in the first hour of the show uh, about that retreat coming up in Sturgis and then the... Uh, the um, the uh, what am I trying to say? The fishing tournament for seminarians that's coming up as well. So uh, we went. You know, I was talking about from one end of the broadcast area to the other. Um, now we are going uh, talking to a group that's going from one end of Minnesota to the other. So, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of let you handle this because uh, you know much more about this, Melissa, than I do. So I'm going to kind of take a back seat and oh, just well, thanks, uh, Nick. kind of doing that. So I'm awesome. Yeah, uh, I. I had suggested to Nick a little bit ago that we, uh, well, actually, first, I, I know someone is waiting. We have a, a very special boy in here this morning named Max, and it is Max's seventh birthday today. So we wanted to do a shout-out on air. He was working very diligently on his homeschooling stuff with his mom and his brother, and he enjoyed a wonderful donut um, as, as a birthday treat this morning. So happy birthday to you, Max. You are very welcome. He's he's kind of red right now because everyone now in the listening area knows Max has his seventh birthday. Um, awesome. So we'll see you later. Um, but I had suggested to Nick, um, I, I'm leading a mission trip to Moorhead. Um, we're leaving on Father's Day, June um, 19th. And I was like, you know, if, if we ever don't have a guest or someone cancels in the meantime, wouldn't it be great if I brought in some of the high schoolers that are attending the mission trip with us? To, to come in and be interviewed. And then, uh, once you know, uh, yesterday, Nick messaged me and said, hey, um, guest canceled, so can the kids come in? So uh, they very excitingly are skipping school right now to come and um, share with all, all the, the listeners uh, where we're going and what we're going to be doing. And uh, they all actually went on a trip last year. We went out to South Dakota to Rosebud to an Indian reservation and did the same type of work. So... Um, I'll just have, there's going to be two on now, and then after the break, there there will be two other kids that would like to have a chance to be on. So, would you like to introduce yourself, Taylor? <laughs> just say a little bit about who you are, where do you go to school, and um, yeah, just introduce yourself. Okay, I'm Taylor. Um, I'm 17, and I go to Leward. Which is the? It's the Catholic school. Catholic high school, yep. Rochester. Yep. Um, I went on the trip to South Dakota last year with all of us, and it was super fun. And it was my first mission trip, and some of the other kids had gone on previous ones, so it was my first one, so I was super excited. And nervous, right? Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even the yeah. unknown is, is yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. Awesome. And then, Greta, would you like to introduce right. yourself? Uh, I'm Greta. I also go to Lure, the local Catholic school. Um, uh, this will be my third mission trip. I went on one last year as well as one just before COVID, and uh, I'm very excited to see what this one has to offer. Awesome. And then what grade are you guys in? Like, how, what ages are we talking here? I'm a junior. Yeah, also a junior, 17. Also a junior. Awesome. And um, we have kids as young as freshmen that are coming, and then we take them up till um, they're finished with their senior year of high school. So a, a good myriad of um, ages and a lot of fun to be had. So what are you guys looking forward to on the trip? Um, last On the last trip, we met a lot of new people from a bunch of other places, including um, the people that we were doing the work for. So I'm excited to meet new people from a bunch of new places and 
um, build relationships with them and the people that we're doing the work for. Awesome. Uh, for me, kind of similar to Taylor, um, uh, last year at our mission trip, we weren't able to work with people from other uh, from the other groups um, due to COVID. Uh, this year, they're going to change that, so we'll be working with people that are from our own group and others. So I'm excited to see who's going to be in my group and work with them. Yeah. So if if any of the listeners have never been on a mission trip or they're not familiar, um, we're traveling with um, a, a company called Group Missions, and it's not specifically Catholic, but it is Christian, and um, groups from all over the country come together when we were in South Dakota there was a group from Nebraska there was a group from Florida there was a group from Chicago we were there from Minnesota there were local people from South Dakota there I think there were probably I don't know between or there were basically church organizations like we were there were eight or nine different different groups from all over the country that come together and typically um you, you would get assigned all different partners from all these different places. So you don't just work with people that you already know from your group. And then you're assigned a chaperone and you go out and, in these vehicles and you go to these um, assigned work sites. So every small group within the, the big groups goes to a specific resident's house. And that is, um, that's what we have decided to do. Um, would you like to share what work we did last time, Taylor? You, uh, what your group did? Yeah, um, my small group... We first started out at a resident's house, and we were in charge of painting it a whole new color and staining the deck. So we started, like, scraping it, and then on the second day, we started painting it, and we stained the deck. And then we finished earlier than we thought, so we went to help a couple other groups, and we helped build a wheelchair ramp, and then we helped paint another house and just add small details that they helped that we helped them do so they could finish their projects on time, too. Because that's what we do as Christians. We help each other, right, Taylor? We don't just get done and then be like, ooh, we're finished. No one else needs us. So, yes, lots, lots of work. And then Greta Greta was in my my group. I was her chaperone last year. So what did we do? (laughs) Yeah, uh, our house um, was pretty run down paint-wise. So we spent the first day and a half just scraping. Um, and then even going on after that, some people's sole job was scraping until the very last <laughs> couple <of> days. Yes. <laughs> um, but then once the scraping was done, uh, we painted, uh, I thought, what color did we paint in our house? I don't remember. It ended up being green. We had to it prime green. it first, Oh, that's though. right. That's right. So it was green. Um, and, uh, I think Taylor actually came to help our group. Was that you? Or was that Victoria? No, Victoria. I don't remember. That was Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we needed more help because yeah. our house was really with priming and then painting the whole house and then scrape. It was a lot of work yeah. to do in five days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ours took a bit. <laughs> it definitely took a bit. Um, and uh, as I'm just like just trying to think of what else to ask these guys because this is kind of impromptu. Um, what what did you realize? Like anything that you learned that was unexpected that you took home from the trip? I can start. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I have been on a mission trip before, like I said, uh, when I was a freshman, and. Um, that's kind of where I connected with Victoria for probably like the first time. Um, but other than Victoria, I didn't really make many lasting friends at that trip. Um, so I was kind of expecting it to be similar last year, um, just kind of like going our separate ways. But we've actually stayed really connected. We get together at like at least once a month for karaoke, and then we get together like weekly for like random activities. Um, so just like a new friendship that I really feel a part of. And as teenagers, it's really hard to find catholic community or even just christian community in general so like it's 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 beautiful for me as a mother to see my children finding that good influence kids kids that are kids that believe the same thing and that they're they're living their faith um it's it's 
yeah, that, that for me is really inspiring because I didn't have that as, as a teenager. So good job. Thank you guys for doing that. What about you, Taylor? What did you bring home? Yeah, for me, it was really, it was really cool and interesting to see like a whole different community of people that were still like they were struggling so much and they needed help but they were still so like together and happy and like the little kids were smiling and the dogs were playing and it was so crazy to see them all happy despite like what they were all going through and even though like they needed so much help and it was really good to help them and see them even happier than they were when we got there yeah the reservation um there are quite a few places that were quite run down. Um, some of the houses did not even have plumbing. So people that lived in those homes would actually have to go to other relatives, like to go to the bathroom and shower if they, if they had time to get there. And um, I know the house that Greta and I worked on, there was a giant hole um, near the front door where there had been some type of fire. And they just literally had a blanket hanging over the hole. So any kind of animal could have just, like, waltzed right in. It was definitely big enough for a a small critter like a raccoon or something um, to come into. So just to see, like, that was still just sitting, and that had been there for a long time. And they just either didn't have the capacity to fix it themselves or the financial resources. A lot of poverty, like... um, you know, sometimes we joke around and we say we're poor because we can't afford all the things we would want. Um, there's a lot of people that can't afford the things they need. So a very yeah. humbling experience. Yeah. Um, and I think you guys might appreciate yeah. <laughs> your, yeah, your yeah, homes sure, a little sure. bit yeah, more after seeing, after seeing what some people have to live with. But, like, last question. What was the absolute favorite thing, favorite moment from the trip? I can start. Um... There was there was a lot of really really good ones, but there's I can I can pick a couple because I really can't pick. Um, Go ahead. For me, one of them, like after we got back to like the school where we were staying, and we were all like we did a big group with all of the people from Rochester, like we did prayer and talked about our day. Um, we just kind of got quiet time, so we just sat outside and like appreciated where we were and like thought. So we got time to really like, reflect on what we did and what we can do better tomorrow. So that was really because it was just quiet and it was so like beautiful out there to be in silence. So that was also awesome. And all of the crews that you go like to work with, you each got a devotion time when you eat lunch during your break during the day. And in my group, I was the devotion leader, and it was really it was inspiring to hear um, a bunch of our group members like open up because we weren't really that close with them before and we definitely grew closer through the devotion time and hearing just their life stories and like their testimonies and everything that was really amazing to me it's amazing how service will bring people together and just open hearts and yeah it's that's a beautiful thing what about you greta favorite Uh, thing you got one minute (laughs) all right i have two things so the first one um is at our site we had a little girl Uh, her name was honesty and she was probably four maybe five years old um very young and she would come out every day uh when we started working she didn't live there but her mom uh would bring her i don't know if the grandma babysat or what but um and we would play with her and she was the most joyful little girl that i've ever met and then the second one was um after we got back to the school we were staying all of the groups um after prayer and stuff like that we would um uh, play ultimate frisbee and i'm competitive so i like that a lot yes Greta's highly competitive like she likes to win (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys for sharing. So then um, when we come back after the break, um, we're going to take a short break. We're going to have actually my two personal children, um, Victoria and Olivia, who I've talked about before on the show. Um, they're going to come in. They're going to share um, some of their experiences and what they're looking forward to um, when we head out. So um, I'm so terrible at leading and, into breaks. And how our, and how our listeners can, can help support. Yes, right? absolutely. Yes, how you can help support either our trip or um, any you can. I'm sure there are people running mission trips in your area that you could help support them as well. So stay tuned on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Monsignor Michael with the Diocese of Rapid City. In ancient times, washing another person's feet was a humiliating task. No free person could be forced to do it because it was the job of the slave. This is why Jesus' action at the Last Supper had such a dramatic impact upon his disciples. I imagine the apostles were shocked as Jesus did this simple gesture for them and explained the reason when he said, I, your Lord and teacher, have just washed your feet. You then should wash each other's feet. In baptism, each one of us was washed and made clean by Jesus, made whole in his great love and mercy. And now, as his disciples, we have to be willing to wash each other's feet. Maybe the question for us today is, How can we wash the feet of our brothers and sisters that we encounter this day in imitation of Christ? How can we bring his love and mercy to others? God bless you. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And good morning once again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll Rochester, Marvelous Med City, coming to you live on a kind of overcast day. I don't think it's rained much on this side of town. I caught some rain coming over from Wasika, kind of Oatana. Think about Hayfield that dropped off, but anyway. There was some then, sunshine for about 20 minutes, and then it's just been blah since. But uh, but it's still still a wonderful day to be alive. It is alive. still. It's always still a wonderful, wonderful day. day. To be alive. Always a wonderful day. Um, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with uh, some students from Lourdes High School who are going on a mission trip, and just uh, coincidentally to Moorhead, Minnesota, right uh, right where we do have uh, an office and, and studio. I don't believe it's currently utilized at the, at the moment, but... Um, where, of course, our main offices are right across the river in Fargo, North Dakota. So kind of cool that they're uh, 
coming from the the local broadcast area up to the uh, the mother mothership. Yeah, and a Fargo. lot of people think mission trip. Let's go really far away. Um, we've been to Kansas City after the tornadoes three years ago, and then we went out to the Indian Reservation in Rosebud, South Dakota, last year, and. It was like, how about we look locally and see... Because sometimes you forget people in your own area need help, too. Because people have been right. like, oh, you mean there's problems in Moorhead? I'm like, well, there's problems in Rochester. Problems like, everywhere you look. There's really. problems I mean, everywhere. Everyone can always use at least a little bit of help. And yeah. We've talked with people from St. Vincent de Paul Society here in Rochester and different parts of the broadcast area. There's always people who need a little bit of help. And so it's kind of nice to be able to give back to the same state where you live. You know, people who are your neighbors, even if it's you know four or five hours removed... Still, your neighbors statewide. So, and I've never cool been that thing. far north in Minnesota. So I'm like, it's like new territory for me. I have no idea. Like, and I don't even know what I'm picturing in my head. It's going to look like probably a lot like here, but I don't. I don't beet know. fields, just beet, beet fields, fields. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and then, and then the river there is is very nice. The Red River Valley there. And I've never been to Fargo either. So, like, I, I know that's like right across the border. They yeah. like kind of touch. Yeah. So I think we're gonna. You guys maybe should incorporate a tour of the main studios as oh, part of your uh, really part of your trip. Cool. That would be a cool thing. Well, good anyway. thing I'm in charge of the trip. I could do. There that. you go. You can force them to go. <laughs> yes, I can force them. <laughs> anyway, enough of. Us talking, yes. Because, you know, that, that, that's, that's not mean, what they're here It's partially for. why people tune in, but not, not entirely. Yes. So, um, anyway, I'll let, uh, turn the, turn the reins over to Melissa here and you can, uh, introduce these guests and, and ask your daughters questions that'll embarrass them. And, Absolutely. And like that, this right? is the key, like, I, you dream of moments like this as a parent. They're on live radio. They look what can I ask you? Pretty unshakable, though. Yeah, I know. My, I'm my kids sure are pretty they tough. Can, <laughs> they can, uh, give it back, uh, you know, so. Anyway. All right, awesome. So before the break, we had uh, Greta and Taylor. They're they're all friends. Um, they they attend the same high school. So um, uh, my two daughters that have been on the trip last year and this year are are with us too. So Olivia, I'll have you introduce yourself. Talk about what grade you're in, and um, yeah, go right on ahead. Well, my name is Olivia Scatio, obviously, <laughs> and I go to Lourdes High School, which is the Catholic high school in Rochester, and I'm a sophomore there. Awesome, Victoria, go ahead. Uh, my name is Victoria Scatio. I'm a junior at Lourdes High School as well. Um, yeah, and I'm Melissa's kid. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. These are these are my two older daughters, 17 and 16. Almost Irish twins. Very close. 13 months apart. So they could could almost be. All right. So you guys, um, what what do I get to ask you? It's so exciting. Um, Olivia, could you kind of go through what a day on a mission trip looks like? Because a lot of people have never been on missions. So like. Talk like how early do we get up, and then how, what does the day look like after that? And Victoria, you can chime in if she um, forgets anything. Gotcha. Well, we get up at six forty-five. So early, yeah, it's, it's pretty early, early, especially for me. I don't like to get up early. If you like to sleep in, it's a sacrifice. Yes, definitely, definitely. like it a really form is. of suffering. <laughs> and then we go eat breakfast with everybody that's there in the dining hall or wherever we're eating. And then we get everything that we need to, all our tools, lunch, everything. And we go to wherever we're working, whatever site or house we're at. And we just start working. We do whatever they need us to. And then lunch comes around and we eat. And we usually have a devotional during that time where we just reflect on what we've done, what we want to do. And then we go back to work, and after the workday is done, when does workday get done? Like it's usually about six hours of work total. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then we drive back to our our place where we're staying. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of get some free time for a little bit, and we get to socialize with the people from all the other states that we're with, 
And then there's usually dinner and then a big group gathering where there's usually like a speaker for a little bit and then maybe a couple games and then it's the end of the night so we get a little free time and then go to bed. And then go to bed and are you tired at the end of the yes, night? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and then in the morning you're really sore. <laughs> yes, because there's a lot of physical labor involved. Mm-hmm. And what did you do on your work site? Last year on our work site, we made a ramp for a lady that had a wheelchair at her house. And it was it was really hard. I had never built anything or done anything like that. But it all turned out pretty good. So. And like digging holes for posts. Is yes. Fun, right? So hard. Yeah, it was really hard to dig those holes. Like, So you got to learn a bit and yes, appreciate a people in construction. Yes, definitely. Well, Victoria, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Or what did you do on your work site? Um, I was a part of Crew 7, so shout out to them, Taylor, Christian, and John. We're all pretty cool. And Becky, she was a great leader for us. Um, as Taylor had talked about before, we were just painting that house. Mm-hmm. And that didn't take us too long, maybe like two and a half days. So then um, I was called to help on my mom's crew, where they needed a lot of help scraping the house. They've been doing that for a while. Yeah, long um, time. But by the time I got there, they were mainly done with scraping, and then it was just a lot of painting. And even though we were working, did you also have fun? Yes, of course. Yeah. Like, what what made fun. it fun, though? Like, the people. Yeah, definitely. Did the people. Also, the dogs that were on yes. the reservations. There were so many dogs. Oh, my gosh. They're all so cute. And, and, the and they kind of lived there, the residents, they were always so nice mm-hmm. to us. Oh, which is great. And they appreciated yes. all of the things that we were out there doing for them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what struck me about, um, you know, what, what uh, your friends you have said about how how much you're able to appreciate just how like full of life and full of joy people there were and full of thankfulness, right? You think, you know, like you were talking about the, the hole in the floor they weren't able to fix. And so oh, the hole in the, the wall, not even the floor. Hole in the wall, right, right. The wall, sorry, yeah, right covered outside. in a blanket, right? And things like that where you'd think, my gosh, how could you not be just depressed living like that? But just to see how much joy people can have. It was such simple means. I mean, that's that's always touched me when I when I did uh, mission work in um, in college, doing similar kind of experience. So um, it's just really cool to hear that from you guys too. That you were able to to appreciate that, right? See how much that it means to, to people, and just see again how joyful people can be. I know, and it's it's just it's such a beautiful thing. Um, dude, quickly, I know we have only a couple <laughs> minutes left, but could you share your favorite thing like you brought home from the trip? And would you recommend going on a trip to anyone else? Well, first of all, I would definitely recommend going on a trip. Because I'm- there's a little known secret that Olivia was very <laughs> mad at me. For signing her up, and she was furious that we were going, and she yes. was being forced to go. Yeah, I really did not want to go, because I didn't really know many people. But throughout the trip, I did get to know them, and at the end of the day, it was really fun. It took you about, what, two days? And you yeah. were like, Mom, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the trip, I think I admitted that I actually had some fun. Um, what was the other question? I oh, what did you bring <laughs> home like from the trip? What did you learn, or like spiritually, anything... I think sometimes I forget how lucky I am truly for everything I have. And I know, Mom, you work really hard for everything we have. And I just definitely forget how much people are in need. And I definitely brought that back home because you got to really experience what all these people were going through and how much help they needed. That's beautiful. Victoria, same question. Uh, Yeah, I actually agree with Olivia. That's one of the big things I took away was just how lucky I was. And, like, you work very hard for us. And there's, even though we have, like, don't have a lot of stuff, 
that a lot of the other kids do have. Like, I do appreciate it. And sometimes you just forget, like, how good you can have it until you go to help someone who is less fortunate than you are. And then that just made me want to help more people out. Like, just go out on more mission trips and help them. Awesome. And then um, would you recommend to other people? Oh, yes, definitely. This if will you be have my the third opportunity. one. So. <laughs> yes. You meet so many amazing people, and it's just very fulfilling. Awesome. So um, we are looking for some financial help. Um, do just because the pandemic was so rough on people, especially um, <clears throat> at our church at St. Francis of Assisi in Rochester, we have a very large Hispanic community, and that community has been hit especially hard. So a lot of the children that want to come um, on the trip, they don't have the financial means to do it. So we are looking for some fundraising help if there is anyone out there who would like to make a contribution. It costs $500 per child to go, which covers all the housing. The kids don't need to bring any money. It's all the food. It's all of our, <coughs> excuse me, it's all of our gas to get there. Everything from the morning we leave, um, everybody gets a t-shirt and then till the day we come back, the $500 covers everything. So if anyone out there is interested in donating, you can go to the St. Francis of Assisi in Rochester, Minnesota, not the one in Sturgis. Um, we have a Facebook page, also um, a website that you can Google and look up. We also, on our Facebook page, have a link to an Amazon um, building supply wish list. We need paintbrushes, rollers, um, hammers, tools, scrapers. There's a, a lot of um, actual physical implements that we're looking for to take along so that the kids don't have to buy them um, as an added cost to the trip. Um, and we are we're hoping that there will be people that will donate. We have 26 kids that are signed up to go, and we have five or six adults, we're hoping for six, that will also be coming on the trip. So um, any help anyone could offer would be great. Or please just pray for us uh, for a fruitful trip. We had a medical incident last year, and a boy <laughs> had to be airlifted. Wow. Um, he had a, a spontaneous pneumothorax, so he had a hole in his lung, and his, his lung collapsed at our first rest stop. Wow. So we ended up, I had to take him to the hospital, which was right across the road, thankfully, and they airlifted him wow. um, to a, a bigger hospital that could handle a pediatric collapsed lung. Wow. So, um, yeah, we, didn't, we weren't even there yet last year, and we had all kinds of drama. <laughs> Excitement, yeah. But, you know, the kids were praying. It was a beautiful thing because the kids were just like, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. And to hear a bunch of teenagers suggest prayer as a solution to a problem um, was, was a really beautiful thing. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much, guys, for, for coming in. I know we, we took you away from your studies, so I know that's... Oh, darn, right? I don't mind that uh, part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime you guys want me, I'll be here. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us. And then uh, just uh, after the break, we'll be speaking with uh, Father Raul Silva. He's sitting right here already. He's been sitting here uh, watching this interview. So Smiling I'm sure as the kids are laughing. Together and, uh, <laughs> we'll have a wonderful interview with him talking about Hispanic ministry here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. So stay tuned. Again, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll, Rochester. See you soon. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> 